0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the 14th episode of Ajarna Slims. Um, If you're new around here, my name is Lauren Rose, and I run this thing about every week or so. I try to get it up every week. Um, But yeah, uh, thanks for supporting, as usual. Um, I hope everyone had an amazing Halloween, or at least an eventful Halloween. Um, I've just been swamped with school stuff but I was trying to think of some songs that I can come back with that really were expressive and stuff that I didn't just slap together because I like it you know things that kind of tied together that made sense that um expressed what I'm feeling right now so yeah I guess it's what we do here so I don't know uh what else to say but uh, I'm just really happy this weekend because I saw some really great films um on Friday, I went to the Uptown Theater with an old friend um, and a new friend. And it was so bizarre because we saw um, Fire Walk With Me, the Twin Peaks sequel. And last podcast, I played some of the music from the film because I found a CD. And I actually had never seen the film before because I was told by some like close friends to not see it because it would kind of ruin it for me. So... Yeah, so I had shared that album um, with my friend, and then he, it was so serendipitous, a couple weeks later, he was like, this is actually playing at the Uptown, Um, and he works at a theater, so he could get us in for free, and so yeah, we decided to go, and I don't know, it, uh, it was awesome being in the theater, because I feel like I would never see that kind of stuff on such a large screen. You know, I've watched the whole series to my laptop, so that was really cool. And I liked all the references and just kind of geeking out over it. Um, but the film, I really, like I could have done without, but I'm glad that I saw it. You know, it was still very beautiful and very David Lynch, you know, expressionistic and stuff. Um, and there were some moments that were really great and some interesting <laughs> Things. I mean Donna wasn't in it and Audrey wasn't in it um, well Donna's character was replaced by another actress but um yeah I don't know but it was just great uh, going out and seeing it with some friends and um, yeah so that was that and then last night I had like a me night so <laughs> I didn't see anyone that I knew um, I like took a bubble bath, made dinner, and then I headed over to The Walker to see Love by Gaspar Noé. Um, and I had been looking forward to this movie, and I knew that it played at TIFF, but I didn't um, think that it would be distributed anywhere near me in the U.S., and then there was just a pop-up showing at The Walker. So, yeah, Gaspar Noé, he did Enter the Void, and he's kind of running in the same crowd as... Carmi Crin. um like they both work with benoit debbie who is well he did cinematography for spring breakers um as well as runaways and he did work on this newer film love and people were freaking out about it and looking forward to it because it's one of the first if not the first um i guess quote-unquote, pornographic films that has been shot in 3D. Uh, so, yeah, everyone, you could tell, was just, like, super nervous when they were walking to the theater. Like, some people were on dates, some people were just alone. And I actually saw one of the professors at my university there who's in the film department, and I never took his class, but I know who he is, uh, <laughs> so that was a little awkward. But I I loved it. I thought it was great and I saw that on Rotten Tomatoes it had like a 44% or something um but basically it's set in Paris which of course is really uh, touching now because of what happened um of course I have to say and want to say um that I hope that everyone is doing well who lives over in that area because um, I know I have some viewers from there so I love y'all and uh there are so many things, of course, that are happening. Um, but seeing that film just a couple of days after it gave the whole new viewing a different tone. But yeah, um, I don't know. I could go on and on. I'm going to try to condense it. But the women in the film were amazing. They were so effervescent. Um, in particular, the main actress, I... I don't know if I know her name exactly, Um, Aomi Moyak, I think she's Swiss or something, Um, but yeah, they're pretty much all non-actors, and so you don't have a lot of expectation in terms of their performance, but she was just so wonderful, like, so seductive, vivacious, um, And interesting, the male character, however, the protagonist, I guess you might want to call it, was incredibly unlikable. Like, I don't think anyone in the theater was siding with him. Um, And so I think that's interesting, because a lot of people were saying that the movie wasn't complex enough. Um, And (laughs) he actually reminded me of Dawson from Dawson's Creek, you know, these kind of really white, heteronormative boys who... Venture off to other countries and call themselves artists or filmmakers. And he was just terrible. It's all about the male ego. And I don't know if Gaspar Noé meant for that to happen or if, I think he did, you know, but um, he's just so unlikable. And the women in the film are so beautiful and so wonderful and just full of life and full of, I don't know, realness. <laughs> and so you kind of just see his struggle and gosh, the cinematography is wonderful. Everything is so beautiful and colorful. And then, of course, the sex scenes are pretty much in your face, um, literally, actually. And it's refreshing because you never see that stuff. And they always make a point of it in the film to kind of, you know, to say that's what they're doing. But when I think of the word pornographic, I think of these videos online or I don't think of magazines because that's not how we grew up, but it's so different than porn online. It's not violent the way that he showed it. You know, there are never even these like kind of exploitative um, shots of like women's legs or like asses, you know, it wasn't that gross. It was just like really matter of fact, presenting like a sexual act. Um, And it is really heteronormative. Uh, of course there are scenes with two women together and so it's not, you know, quite as liberating as maybe we'd want it to be in some ways, but I don't know. It was just really refreshing to see these kind of real acts on screen in your face, um, you know, pubic hair and all. And of course these women, and I don't know, maybe the guy, they're exceptionally beautiful, but, um i just think it's noteworthy so i wanted to talk about it so yeah we're gonna start off with um a song by david bowie because he actually jumping back he was in the twin peaks prequel movie he's in firewalk with me and i was just so surprised he was only in for like a scene but regardless um here is lady grinning soul a really sexy wonderful song. Enjoy.
1: She'll come.
0: grinning soul by david bowie off of the aladdin sane 1973 album one of my top if not like the top uh song that i love from david bowie which is super sexy <laughs> really nice ballad um yeah it also was uh featured in the runaways which i don't know if that's like i mean i love that movie of course there were like bits where it was bad but i can't tell if that's quite like like a respected movie or not um but it's just it's in this hilarious scene in the beginning where Cherie, played by dakota fanning um is performing it rather lip-syncing to it at a school talent show so, and and people start throwing <laughs> shit at her and because i think she's weird um but yeah um so yeah I guess I just wanted to play some songs that make me feel I don't know um sexy isn't the right word I have just recently been feeling myself as Beyonce would say but it's more than that it's more than just like a carnal I don't know situation um I don't know I've also been listening to Oprah talking about the law of attraction so that probably has something to do with it but um just kind of like believing in yourself and who you are and your worth and all that stuff and um just kind of thinking that you're all right and actually you know I was listening or I was watching my so-called life again because I always tend to watch that at least like once a year for a couple of weeks um if you haven't seen that show, you have to get on it. I know it's on Hulu right now, but um stars Claire Danes and Jared Leto and just about this really introspective young woman coming of age. And uh, there's like a scene towards the end, which is like iconic, last few episodes where she f- briefly uh, feels as if she's finally over Jordan Catalano, played by Jared Leto and she's, like, dancing on her bed uh, (laughs) to, fuck, what was it? Blister in the Sun by the Violent Femmes. Yeah, it's amazing, and she just kind of wakes up one morning, and she doesn't feel like crap anymore over someone or a situation. She's just full of pure, like, joy and ease, and that's how I've been feeling for a while now, which is, very uncharacteristic of me, so I'm just kind of rolling with that one. so we have two more songs coming up later, but before I play those, I want to um just read some comments that I got from the last podcast, and then maybe a couple questions so, yeah, Rosie Jpeg said, "I was listening to the latest podcast while taking out the rubbish and the bit." with the twin peaks music guy came on and i was walking through the creepy alley behind my accommodation and had to wait for the doors the recycling shed to open it was super scary and atmospheric in an exciting fun way and after throwing the bag in i ran out again weird little moment i was also thinking of something ross i think said about friendships not being stagnant and ever-changing um This girl who used to be a best friend has been making me feel like crap and keeps saying she wishes it was like school despite it being two years since it ended and those words really resonated with me. Love. Yeah, (laughs) you sound like you must be from a different country because nobody calls it rubbish (laughs) or accommodation here. I think that's awesome. Um, But yeah, that podcast with ross and luke it was kind of a shit show but also i think it was really insightful so i'm glad you um thought about that but yeah it's weird i i don't know i've been missing my friends a lot because ross moved to new york and my friend lucy's out there and then liz who also made like a cameo in that podcast um she went to chicago and i've been trying to keep up with luke here and i feel like he's going to be going somewhere soon too so Yeah, I mean, friendships do change, but I also feel like there are some some friendships that go longer than you expect. But yeah, I mean, I've dealt with your kind of situation before, at least once in my life. And I feel like I've talked about it before, but truly, like, do yourself a solid and just get out if she really makes you feel that bad. And I know it's tough, and you might not know what to do with yourself for a while but i don't know you can't just like spend your life or spend years of your life with um those kind of negative emotions around you it's just not good so i don't know keep on keeping on and thank you so much for your little story and comment let me see anonymous said hey lauren love your podcast um i was just wondering what's your all-time favorite album of the runaways You made me want to listen to them again. And I noticed I don't actually own any of their albums. Which one should I get first? Lots of love, Olivia. Um, well, hey, Olivia, that's a good question. Cause actually the runaways, they don't really have too many albums. And I feel like the albums that they do have, have like significant hits. I think my favorite one is the 1976 release of a self titled album, the runaways, um, you know, that was the one with Cherry Bomb, but my favorite songs on there, if I haven't played them on here already, you should look them up. Um, But You Drive Me Wild is amazing. It's the second title. Um, Is It Day or Night? Lovers is one of my favorites. Um, And then Dead End Justice, which is like amazing. (laughs) So yeah, but then once you're done with that, I mean, they're pretty concise albums because their songs often are very short um aside from dead and justice but then i'd go to just queens of noise which was released a year later in 1977 um and this was the last album that sheree participated in because she left and then those other songs are nice but you know it's just not the same (laughs) um And yeah, Queens of Noise has Midnight Music, which is one of my favorites, and Born to Be Bad, and Neon Angels on the Road to Ruin. I could just go on and on, but yeah. And then I love Playing with Fire, which we all know Joan Jett penned and will perform many times later, so yeah. With that being said, that's actually a great segue because I'm going to play, um, a Little Joan Jet, one of her hottest, most amazing videos of all time. Um, but this is her cover of Crimson and Clover. Enjoy. That was Crimson and Clover, a cover by Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. Such a friggin' babe, <laughs> at least in that video. Um, actually, no, I, yeah, always kind of a babe. Um, it's kind of funny because this music video slash song slash getting to know the runways when I was in high school, I think it kind of made me cool. At least (laughs) that sounds so dumb, but like, you know, in like a really self-accepting kind of way, like I kind of thought I was, you know, like their music made me feel cool. That's what I mean. And just empowered and just wild and free and all that stuff. I don't know. Maybe I sound lame, but, um, yeah, great song. Great video. Um... So I'm going to go on Instagram because I knew I had at least one question that I wanted to answer. Um, Oh gosh, Lana Del Rey just uploaded a selfie. She might take it down, but she looks so sad and beautiful, (laughs) but uh, I heard that her and her boyfriend, Francesco, or whatever the fuck his name is, they um, broke up, so... I don't know, maybe it's trivial of me to, like, pry into that, but uh, that seems sad, and I think she could do better, so. (laughs) Um, moving on. Unfortunately, Katie said, um, would love to know your thoughts on the Asino, oh, (laughs) sorry, know your thoughts on Asina O'Neill and social media's impact on teens, perhaps in a podcast. Yeah, um, so for those who aren't in the in the know there was this i think she was australian blogger um named Asina o'neill and she denounced the social media construct that we have and and talked about her experience and she's like so beautiful it's funny because i actually had followed her um a little bit before not on instagram but on youtube because i'm low-key interested in veganism um (laughs) not fully there yet but so yeah i knew about her and i can kind of see this coming but basically she made a bunch of videos talking about how fake everything is and especially how um instagrammers and people probably on youtube too are exploiting their viewers to get money and everything is contrived and um you know, like, I'm proud of her, and I think, like, where she's coming from is a very different angle, um, you know, she's one of these Insta-famous people who takes beautiful photos of themselves, or have, have people take photos of them, and, you know, that's, like, a, a, I don't know, maybe that is, like, the norm, but I feel like that's just a culture of people. Like, not everyone is following these, like, models on Instagram and looking up to them, although I'm sure, like, they're a huge majority are, but <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is that this problem isn't just in that area, you know? <sighs> so I think her argument was valid and necessary because so many young girls, I feel especially, don't know that YouTubers, Instagrammers, they are making bank off of these stupid like tea videos that they do. And I know because when I did YouTube, I would get those kind of messages from people wanting me to promote their like bullshit product for a couple hundred here and there. Um, but at the same time, like I have friends with so- on social media who are literally paying their college debt um, off with the work that they do and they are enjoying it and I feel like they're great people and I feel like there's room for, um, for, for those kind of people in this industry to capitalize on it and make it a little more personal as well. Um, however, what I was trying to get to is that I feel like her situation is so like a top tier kind of situation for this issue. Um, you know, we're talking about people who look at these, like, social media girls or Instagrammers, like, I need somebody who is going to be there for the girls who know that all that stuff is fake, but still feel crappy about themselves regardless, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when I see Kylie Jenner on Instagram, I know that she is extremely appropriative and, um, you know, promoting these dumb products, yet at the same time, I'll, like, turn my phone around to my friend and be, like, damn, her body, like, I'm so jealous, like, I wish I had those curves, and it's just, like, insane, because even though I'm so conscious of all of that, even with my, like, insider knowledge of being on social media and kind of knowing all the stuff that goes into it and how much of it is actually contrived, I'm still, like, under that spell and, you know, it's just, I feel like we need to dig deeper. And I'm not here for people who are calling her out personally and her flaws and the way that she delivers her stuff, because it's real. And like, when you go through that kind of awakening, you are going to be who you're going to be, you know. Um, But yeah, like I said, I feel like there needs to be somebody who's going to be there for the young people of today who are struggling with knowing all this information already and still just being affected by it and still feeling like shit about themselves so i don't know that's rough (laughs) um oh gosh everyone i forgot but i'm in the new issue of the local wolves magazine so i'll leave that down below but i did an interview about girl power um, because that's a the theme of their issue. And um, yeah, I'll leave that down below. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Last song I'm going to play. Um, this is going to pump y'all up for sure. But this is a cover by the Donnas, which are kind of like the Runaways. They have a common thread, but we've talked about that before. So this is their cover of Dancing with Myself. And, um, they tweak some of the lyrics, which is even more amazing in this version. And, yeah, this just gets me going every time. So, I love y'all. Stay good. And, um, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.